Welcome to the Bridgeway Church Podcast. My name is David Bowden, and every week I sit down with one or several members of our church staff and host a conversation about how Bridgeway is seeking to fulfill its mission as the Church of Jesus Christ here in our city. If you are a member of Bridgeway, we hope this helps you more deeply engage with what God is doing in our midst. And if you aren't a part of Bridgeway, we hope you feel welcome and that our discussions may lead to more Christ-glorifying ministry in your own context. Let's jump in. Well, welcome. I'm very excited to have Krista back on the show with me. She's our children's director here at Bridgeway. How are you, Krista? I'm doing great. Thanks. Awesome. And uh, today we have a really exciting episode. I'm just going to, spoiler alert, it's going to be exciting to everyone. Um, but uh, so. it's it's interesting, too, because we just finished um, a longer conversation with Sam. Uh, he did a three-week special on um, the prophetic leading up to Convergence Equip. And so our listeners are kind of used to talking about spiritual gifts. So this is kind of striking while the iron's hot. So uh, we don't have to do a lot of warming up and limbering up before we jump into spiritual gifts. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, But today we're going to talk about um, how to introduce your children to the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. We're bringing it down. Yeah. Down to simple. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of us are going to appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be yeah, like, how can I steal some of these things for my children just for me? Like, <laughs> Oh, of course. Yeah. We have to start there. I think. Exactly. And and I think that is where we start. So I can, I can kind of ask you that question to begin things. So uh, before we talk about our kids, as we've mm-hmm. ended out here, um, what would you say to parents and their relationship with the Holy Spirit? How do those interact? Okay. Um, I think that the very best place for anyone to start is to just acknowledge that we are lifelong students mm. of the Spirit. And so um, I'm here today knowing that I know a very small, tiny fraction mm. of the Holy Spirit. And that's super exciting because I have the rest of my life and then eternity to learn more about God and His fullness. Yeah. Um, and so I think we have to constantly be asking for more revelation, mm. more understanding, more truth um, for ourselves. Um, and, then, and then we can walk our children into a more more full understanding as well. Right. So it sounds like there's like this attitude of humility with which oh you approach word. this topic. It's Absolutely. not like I'm coming in as the master and I'm going to teach my kids how to do this thing. Oh gosh, I would yeah, never. I would never. Okay, that's um, helpful. The Holy Spirit is the teacher and I just get to be the conduit. Yeah. I just get to to learn alongside our kids. That's great. As he reveals himself. That's so, helpful. Yeah. So what else would you say to to parents? Your lifelong students. Um, yes. I mean, obviously, the the parents need a relationship with the Holy Spirit, too. Yes. And before and yes. alongside and all those things. Absolutely. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. What would you say to encourage a, a parent as they are wanting to engage their children with the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. What would you say to them first and foremost? Well, let's talk about you first. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so plain and simple, like we have to be abiding. We have mm. to be abiding in Christ. Yeah. And so constantly pursuing him yeah. in his fullness, staying in a place of prayer. Um, we have to practice listening. Listening mm. isn't something that comes easy to us. Um, I think when I sit down in prayer with the Lord, I suddenly become the most extroverted person in the world. And I just <laughs> want to tell him everything I can imagine and think. And I have a really hard time stopping and listening. Mm. And with any relationship, it has to be um, speaking and listening. Um, and so I think that's something we have to learn. We have to learn to be still mm. 
and know that he's God. I think that that's why he tells us to pursue the gift of prophecy, prophecy above mm. all else, because it keeps us in that place of humility where we have to learn to listen to him. We have to be still. There's nothing we can do except sit and wait on him. Oh, wow. for, to reveal himself and his word to us. And so we have to be pursuing that for ourselves, I think, right. before um, we can can jump in with our kids. Yeah, I think yeah. that's really helpful. There was this, uh, there was this girl who came up to me one time uh, after I spoke, uh, at, I think we were in California, and she said something that has stuck with me. And uh, she was like, man, you took me to the throne room tonight and something like that, you know? And I was like, I've heard that before. That wasn't the thing. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. I'm not sure what that means. You know, <laughs> like, uh-huh. that can mean something different to everybody. But then what she said afterwards was really interesting. She said, and I know that you can't take anyone anywhere that you haven't been already. Oh, yes. And I was so like, powerful. oh, that's good. Like, yeah. so that's what you're saying is, is yeah. parents, you need to be like pursuing God, abiding in yes. God, resting in God, listening to God. If you want yes. those things for your children, treasure Absolutely. it for yourself first. Yes. And then it's something that your, your kids will pick up more easily and you'll that's be able right. to communicate. That's right. Yeah. I think that's so it's helpful. Really good. It's really good. Yeah. Anything else to parents before we move on? Um, I also think it's super important for us to understand the Holy Spirit's role mm. in our parenting. Um, and so I'm just going to, I'm just going to borrow a couple of plumb lines from our family discipleship, oh, Bridgeway's family discipleship. And we say that as parents, we are not our children's saviors, right. nor their sanctifiers. Mm. And so um, this means that as teachers and parents, we're called to present the gospel, the story of Jesus, the truth of God and his fullness. Um, but only the Holy Spirit takes that head knowledge that we present and um, transforms it into a saving knowledge mm. in the heart of our children's. So at our best, we present the gospel often and continuously in all circumstances, when we walk, when we lie down, when we eat, right. um, and then we pray for the work to happen in their hearts. Now, at our worst, I think we can present the truth and then try to force a decision right. um, that may not be sincere. It might be a little bit too early. Mm. Um, and then we struggle in um, frustration to try to modify our kids' behaviors to look more like Christ. Um, and so I think we have to remember that not only is the saving a work of the Holy Spirit, but the sanctifying is oh, as good. well. And so the fruit of the Spirit is not our fruit. It's not a parent's. It's not the fruit of the parent. Mm. (laughs) It's really the fruit of the spirit. And so I think we have to have an understanding that um, the Holy Spirit does the work Mm. um, and stay in that place. Again, it's staying in a place of humility, even as parents or teachers um, in presenting and introducing them to the Holy Spirit. We can't force anything apart from God. We can't make anything happen unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain. And so um, I think approaching the Holy Spirit as parents and teachers, we also have to understand our place and Mm. our job and our calling, and then what we have to release to the Holy Spirit. Oh man. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. I I don't know if I've thought about it exactly in those terms. I've heard you say and Bridgeway say that we're not our children's savior, but thinking about it in terms of like I mean, none of us want to be guilty of coercing our children into yeah. making a decision. Yeah. Um, but then when you made the leap to sanctification, that's when I was yeah. like, oh, we do that. We we, yeah. we do try to create systems by which we can modify our children's yeah. behavior and yeah. and kind of, uh, I guess, false produce these fruits of the spirit. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, no, you will be 
kind. You know, <laughs> that's not how you yes. act. You will be, and like that's not saying don't be. You know, oh, don't model this this stuff for your, your children kids to a standard. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But you can't put that in their heart right. where they want to be right. kind and love being kind and treasure being kind. Right. Only the spirit can take what you show them. Yeah, it's like right. same thing with belief, right? Yes. It's like you don't not preach them the gospel. That's right. right? It's like right. you preach them the gospel, the Holy Spirit puts it in their heart. Same way you show them a standard and the Holy Spirit puts that in their heart. Yes. That is extremely helpful. Yep. Wow. Uh, yeah. All right. Any last words to parents? Um, let's see. So I think what and this would be my own experience, mm. and this would be what I have observed um, just being in ministry for a long time. Um, so much of our language to children, so much of our even curriculum to children um, focuses on the father and the son, rightfully so. Yeah. Those are beautiful yes. pieces of God, persons of God. Um, but we want to be presenting the fullness mm. of God to our children. Yeah. And there's no fullness until we bring in that third person, mm. which is the Holy Spirit. Um, and I think we focus so much on the Father because we can we can understand a Father. Right. We can put a face to a Father, even if He is Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can we can put a pa- a face to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's really hard to put a face to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so I think because that feels so difficult um, when the Bible refers to Him as a whisper, a wind, mm. a ghost, right? Um, it feels easy to just kind of shy away from that piece, even in our own lives. Yes. Like I wouldn't be so bold to say that I can understand completely mm. this person of God. Yeah. But we have to be presenting him to our kids in order to present the fullness of God because mm. he is the comforter and he is the teacher and he is our guide. He's the one that works in us and he's the one that gives us gifts. Mm. And so um, there's a reason jo- uh, Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I leave and right. send you this helper. And yeah. so just maybe as a challenge to parents, like let's press in to who the Holy Spirit is and how do we um, present him to our children to give them a full picture and full understanding mm-hmm. of who God is for us. Yeah, and do you think we we as, we as adults struggle, like you said, oh, to yes. understand the Holy Spirit? It's mm-hmm. difficult. We're like, okay, God, I kind of understand. Jesus, I understand. Uh-huh. Holy Spirit, like what is it? I mean, there's a reason why Francis Chan's book on the Holy Spirit was called Forgotten God. It's yes. like this weird forgotten thing that's hard to talk about. Yeah. Do you think then that we project that difficulty onto our children? If I if I can't as an adult mature in my yes. faith believe this, there's no way I could communicate yes. it to my kid when actually like you know, I'm sure you've experienced it way more times than mm-hmm. I have, but even mm-hmm. in my little interactions with children's ministry here at Bridgeway, the kids are interacting with the Holy Spirit. Yes. And we don't have to project that difficulty on them. Exactly. I, I think sometimes we I think sometimes we communicate like um, this mysticism yeah. or this um, mystery about him. And certainly there's mystery about God. And yes. that's one of the things I love most about God is <laughs> yeah. his mystery and and finding those things out about him. Um, but there's this mysticism. There's, um, um, I think sometimes when we shy away from it, we make it a little bit of a scary thing. Yeah, that's um, good. Not, not even long ago, um, just just speaking to one of my own children, and we talk, we're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and my son just communicated, like, that's kind of a scary thing. Like, mm. I just, there's just this uncertainty um, of his power, and it's, it's kind of scary. Um, and so, and that just revealed to me that, oh, there's some areas that I really need to bring um, some clarity 
and um, some comfort to him yeah. in in the God in God's good gifts to us, his his um, his perfect kindness mm. to us. And so I think just shying away from it because we don't understand completely right. um, communicates something to our kids that there's something mystical about it that that they can't quite hmm. grasp. Right. Well, that's a wonderful segue then into. So how do we go about talking to our children about the Holy Spirit? Uh Um, And and then kind of a little caveat in that question is, especially when um, they might not be believers yet in Jesus. Uh, That was one of my main questions when getting you in here. I was like, I've got to get Chris to answer this question for me because Uh we believe that the Holy Spirit indwells believers sure. right, in a different uh-huh. way than he would interact with a non-believer. Absolutely. So how do we understand that for our children who right. haven't put their faith in Christ yet? Yes. <laughs> Big question. Yeah. Big question. Um, so I think that um, we have to certainly differentiate with, with our children, like mm. um, what it means to be a believer, what it means to be a child of God. Yes. Um, and as a child of God, God gives us gifts, and those gifts are for the encouragement of the body. They're for the um, for the empowerment of the gospel to go out. Mm. But we also can't forget. We can't neglect the Holy Spirit's work in the life of the unbelievers. Yes, um, if we truly believe that it's the Holy Spirit that brings that gospel to life, right. then we certainly can't um, diminish it or or ignore what the mm. Holy Spirit is doing. Um, in, we're told in the word that the Holy, when the Holy Spirit comes, he'll convict the world of their sins. Right. And so um, differentiating, certainly, um, but not excluding as well. And yeah. so just from the perspective of um, um, talking about the Holy Spirit in a classroom setting um, and allowing our ch- children to interact in activities where they're listening to God through the Holy Spirit, um, we would certainly never exclude a non-believer mm. from sitting in on a circle of listening to the Holy Spirit and even expressing what they feel like they're hearing yeah. from the Holy Spirit. Um, it's these very signs and wonders that bring us into a place of belief. It's these signs and wonders that God uses mm. to bring people into the kingdom um, and certainly a God speaking to you supernaturally would be a sign and wonder that would put us all in, in a place of awe and wonder of God. So, um, I think it's really important for us to have some foundational truths for our kids to stand on. And one of those truths is that, um, the children of God are those that believe and put their trust in Jesus. They're adopted into the family. And if adopted into the family, then they are given gifts and a special power that comes from God Mm. um, to work in their lives. I think it's really cool too to talk to, to approach it this way, where um, you're not neglecting the Holy Spirit and His work in your child uh, when you're telling them about the gospel. Yes. You're praying. I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit, that God yes. inside you, would move and make your heart believe that Jesus yes. is worth trusting in, and so that when that happens, mm-hmm. their first uh, 
deep, intimate relationship and experience of the Holy Spirit yeah. is this salvific one. Yes. And it's like, oh, the, the Spirit, Spirit did that. Did and they will put their finger on it uh-huh. and be like, oh, that's what it's like. And now when his gifts come, I've, I've experienced his yes. work, like you said. Uh-huh. Now when his gifts come, uh, I have a completely different paradigm. Oh, that's great. To understand that. That's yes. really helpful, Krista. That's, I, I, really that's extremely helpful. That's really good. So, so, so talking to your kids about the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. like how do, we, how do we go about this? What are some ways we can do that? So I think just starting out a ver- at a very young age okay. is um, just talking about who is God. And when we talk about God, talking about him in his Trinity, yes. because he is one God, three persons. And each of the persons of God has a unique personality and a way that that, um, that he completes the Godhead. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, at, in Bridgeway Kids, we have some big truths where we walk through a progression of question and answers um, to introduce our kids to God, specifically getting to the Holy Spirit. Um, we have a foundational truth that says, who is the Holy Spirit? And he is the God who lives in those who believe. He, is, um, he shows us God's truth, mm. convicts us of our sins, gives us strength to obey God's commands, and he fills his children with the power to do mighty works in Jesus' name. Mm. So he is the one that gives us gifts. He is the power in us. Um, and then specifically getting into how do we interact with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and I think the way that we, the easiest way, oh, I don't even know if I'd say the easiest way. <laughs> <laughs> one of the basics way, basic ways that we interact with the Holy Spirit is talking to him mm. um, and listening to him. Yeah. Um, and so we have... Um, one of our big truths is, does God talk to us? And we say, yes, God speaks with us. Mm. So it's not just a us speaking to him. It's a with, it's a together, it's back and forth. Um, he speaks with us through his word and by his Holy Spirit. And the children of God have the right to approach God boldly through prayer. Mm. And so this gives us that foundation to build on, to stand on as we begin to introduce the children to who God is and specifically who is the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's extremely helpful. So first off, and like you said, it seems like a simple point, but it's it's so fun- fundamental that how do, how do you talk to kids about your Holy, about the Holy Spirit? Talk about the Holy Spirit. That's right. Like that's just right. talk about it. If you're going to talk, talk about, about God, it. talk about all of God. That's right. And then, uh, and then, how do I talk to my kids about the Holy Spirit? Talk to the Holy Spirit. That's right. Like, like model that to them. That's right. So I model think those, it, bring those are them so into it. Helpful. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. W- what else would you say? Um, and so, just back to your question about what about the unbelievers? You're right. Yeah. Um, and I think that we always have to remember that the gospel is important and primary. Mm. So, any time that we are talking about the gifts of the Spirit, or we're talking about specifically the gift of prophecy, um, we should be careful to not, ex- um, to not ignore his um, works in sharing the gospel. So yeah. bringing that gospel to light, but always presenting them side by side um, mm. so that we're not chasing after the gifts apart from chasing after the giver of the gifts. Right, or, or, or just talking about some kind of intellectual activity. Yes. We want you to believe this, but not yes. experience anything. Exactly, it <laughs> has to be heart. Both, yeah. It can't just be just be head mm. and it can't just be heart it has to be both side by side yeah that's really helpful so you uh you mentioned prophecy yeah like um we it's just it's just funny i, I just spent three episodes talking with sam about prophecy for adults and uh-huh. it was confusing and long and <laughs> at times you know r- like just riddled with perils and pitfalls and uh-huh. all this stuff but um it doesn't always have to be that complicated 
um, yeah. especially when you're talking to kids about it. Sure. Like, what, what are some, just, I'd like to hear from you kind of like, what's some of the language that you use when you talk to kids about what is the gift of prophecy and what does that look like? And right. How do right. you understand it? Um, so I, when we present the gift of prophecy, um, we, we present early on mm. in, at, in Bridgeway Kids like setting. Like how, how early? Um, in the three-year-old class, in the wow. four-year-old class. Some parents are like listening what? and like, they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. But before, I think before we can get to the gift of prophecy, which is a word revealed for someone else, potentially, mm-hmm. we just have to learn to listen. Right. Um, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they yeah. follow me and I bring them into salvation and mm. no one can snatch them from my hands. Amazing. And so we we kind of stand on that verse and yes. we say, let's teach the sheep to just hear his voice mm. for themselves. Like let's, let's let them hear him calling them into following. And so we... Um, we, we talk about listening a lot. We talk about being still. Um, we provide spaces where we ask the kids, now we want you to be real quiet. We want you to fix your mind on a verse or what we talked about, the story we talked about today, um, or a big truth, who created everything, God created everything. We just want them to fix their minds on something mm-hmm. and be quiet before the Lord and then let the Holy Spirit do his work of um just quickening scripture or, or just giving them pictures, um, yeah. um, letting them hear just a word and then allowing them the space to express those things um, yeah. to each other and to a teacher, drawing pictures of what they feel like God brought into their mind and into their imagination. And so that starts really early, three, four, five. And that's an activity that we should all still be engaging in. Like, yeah. let's all be still and just right. listen for ourselves, for our own encouragement. Um, and then as we get to ages where we know that salvations are happening more frequently and mm. where we know that we have larger groups of believers, then we'll start allowing a little bit more space for the kids to share prophetic words with each other. I see. Um, and so normally that that happens in a, in a, in a smart Wow, sorry. In a small, safe setting oh, sure. within community. So yeah. we're, we're talking about small groups. And um, again, we just get quiet. We say, just be quiet and ask the Lord for pictures. Ask the Lord for words, for verses. Um, what does he bring to your mind and your heart? And then um, we'll provide a space for the kids to just share. Like, this is what I saw when I was praying. This is what I heard when I was praying. We we just, we really believe just Let's don't be fearful of it. Yeah. Let's take risks. Mm. Let's remember that um, prophecy is God's word revealed to men. Mm. And anytime something's revealed to man, like we're going to have flaws. We're going to mess up. We're going to stumble. But it's worth it. Like if if we get that small bit of right. God in there, let's let's be okay with that. And then let's grow as we mature in Christ our, our ability to hear the Lord and walk in the gift of prophecy is going to grow mm. along with our faith. And is that are some of these quiet spaces and sharing spaces, are these some of the things, some things that parents can do at home? Oh, and absolutely. what does that look like? Absolutely. I mean, at home, this, this time of listening, this time of prophecy um, could be during family devotion time. Mm-hmm. This could be, let's all sit around the table, let's get quiet before the Lord, and let's bless each other with words um, that the Lord would give us. Um, a really fun activity would be um, in the place of birthday cards, in the place of birthday gifts, do, you know, uh, b- birthday blessings. Mm. And so, and that's actually something that I do it with 
with the Bridgeway Kids Leadership Team is we sit around and we bl- just bless each other with with words from the Lord. And the really exciting and, and encouraging thing about that is that um, stepping out in faith, stepping out and taking a risk and saying, I'm really not certain, but I think I got like this word when I was praying for you and then hearing um, a group of individual words come together and yes. confirm each other oh, and really pierce someone's heart. Um, we've had times where it just feels like it's just a conversation that each person got a piece of. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen that happen with our kids. Um, camp spaces are really are really fun times for that to yeah. happen. And so any, I think this can happen at home, this can happen at camp, it can happen in... Um, in a community group, um, these things are just making space to be quiet mm. and then being willing to take a risk. Right. And circling back to what we started with, like uh-huh. this should start with the parents, right? Absolutely. Like, are you Absolutely. being still and are you, are you listening uh-huh. to the Lord? Are, are you eagerly desiring yes. that the Lord would speak to you? Yes. Um, so I think that's, that's really helpful. Um, what, what are some other ways that you, if you have, if you have them, uh, other ways that you talk to kids about the Holy Spirit that you bring it up? We, we've kind of talked about, um, that you just talk about them like yeah. let's make sure just we just talk. talk about it mm-hmm. holy spirit is part of the trinity like yeah. let's not be as scared that that's too difficult for them to understand right. let's right. not project on them our confusion uh-huh. um and then let's talk to the holy spirit yeah and then let's ask the holy spirit to speak to us which right. is what we've been talking about here with prophecy is there anything sure. else that sure. you want to touch on here of how to engage your kids with talking about the holy spirit um i think that as the kids get older i think i feel like not making things too technical is sometimes easy. So, um, you know, as we get into, you know, this lower elementary age, just providing the space to explore the Holy Spirit, Mm. allow him to speak to us, um, always providing space to pray, um, prayers of healing, um, you know, asking for big things without putting any labels on those being gifts of the Spirit. There's so much freedom in just and just stepping into it and trusting the Holy Spirit to guide and um, to give you space to um, just interact with him. Mm. And then I think as we get older, as we you know get to a place where we can understand more of what it means to walk as a Christian, to walk into our calling, um, beginning to talk about what are the gifts of the Spirit, what things, in addition to prophecy, what things does God give us? What mm. things does the Holy Spirit pour out on us for um, the edification of the body? So um, getting into more specifically asking for gifts of faith, asking for gifts of healing, and then providing the space for those things. Um, we've had some just really great times of where kids have rallied around um, even a teacher in a classroom mm-hmm. and have prayed prayers of healing over um, teachers. And we've seen teachers be healed yeah. right there on the spot of, you know, elbows that that they can't straighten out completely and as the kids are praying you know they're able to straighten their arms Mm -hmm. out um we've just had amazing things we've seen the holy spirit do through our kids who just approach him um with just hearts that are so soft yeah Uh, so you talked a little bit about um these ages yeah you know it's like as your child progresses in in age um and in their faith Uh uh-huh um, and in their understanding of the things of the Lord, um, you can do this and you can do sure. this. Uh, could you could you walk us through some of those? St- do you have a way for, to like walk us through yeah, some of those I mean, stages? Sure, sure. Okay, I think that'd be really helpful. Yeah. So um, I think at you know at, at preschool age three, four, five, you know every kid is going to be different. Um, this is where the kids are really sensitive to the things of God. They're learning 
what should they believe about God? Mm. Who is God? Um, what makes him special? Um, and so I think this is a time of teaching just who he is, how to listen to him, and to begin to build trust. Mm. And I think the way that we build trust with this really young crowd is um, to allow them the space to just explore without fear and without right. imposing fear on them. So I know we are all, all always thinking like, but how do you correct things when you right. know it's not from God? I mean, these are kids. Their yeah. imaginations run wild. Yes. So how do you like how do you keep that in control? And I think probably the the most dangerous word to use in that question is control mm. because we can't control what the Holy Spirit is doing. Um, there's certainly space for direction, for shepherding, for um, discipling the kids into you know walking into a mature place in in mm. the gifts and with with the Lord. Um, but allowing them the space to to risk, allowing them the space to just step out and then celebrating their obedience. Yeah. Um, I'm not especially especially fearful of imaginations running wild. Okay. Because I think God created our imaginations. Right. Like he he created the world out of his imagination mm. and he created us in his image. Yeah. Um but providing some questions to uh, bring the kids back to as they get older um helps you to help them kind of test their own right their own what they're hearing their own so, words so this three four five age range uh -huh. you know all right we're gonna listen to the lord and see uh -huh. what see what the holy spirit would say to uh -huh. us and your your four-year-old daughter says you know i the lord said to me that i need to punch my older brother you know yes well so like yes. so how do you like well you're trying to listen and uh -huh. you're trying so to celebrate where, but you're trying yes to be absolutely absolutely so those are the places where where we bring them back to bring them back to the word. Mm -hmm. If we're teaching them about who God is yep. in his character and what his word says alongside these chances to listen to God, then we have a place to bring them back to. We have that foundation. Mm. So God is kind, God is loving. Right. Does does God call us to hurt people? <laughs> does God call us to retaliate when right. we've been hurt? Um so always bringing them back to that. Right. Um without without um, like quenching. Right. I'm so their... glad that you are trying to listen yes. to the Lord and that you're open to this. Let me show you what God's voice sounds like. Exactly. When God speaks, he sounds like these things. And we right. know that he sounds like, what he's going to sound like in your heart is what he sounds like in his word. Yes, those, absolutely. Okay, so helpful. there's that training piece, that yeah, discipleship cool. piece. Um, but certainly there's there's an important way to correct that. And, mm. and it should never be in a way where, um, where kids are discouraged. Right. Um, so that's what I mean with like the celebrating piece, like right. celebrate the obedience, celebrate that they sat still for five minutes to listen. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sure like, parents would be like thrilled if that happened. Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. Someone should celebrate if I can sit still for five <laughs> yeah, minutes exactly. and listen. Um, and so celebrating the pieces that we can celebrate mm. um, and then bringing the direction and the shepherding in where we need to bring those things in as well. That's great. So that's, that's the good. three, four, five kind of range. Yeah, that's what, the three, four, so five. So what, what's the next step then? Let their imagination run wild. Yep. Um, sometimes a kid is going to say, well, I got, I closed my eyes and saw a picture of a dog. Yep. Like, what do you do with that? Right. Do you say, well, God created dogs. Do dogs make you happy? Like, mm. God loves to give us things that make us happy. That's good. I mean, there are ways that you can celebrate yeah. and, and encourage them to keep listening. And then also just remembering that um, God's not going... God is the one that's responsible in in these times of of listening, mm -hmm. um, and 
we can trust. That's we can right trust there. that he's guiding, he's protecting, he's overseeing. Um, and once again, we're just presenting and we're, and at the same time, we're listening. Yeah. Like, God, what do I do with this? God, right. where do I, what do I say to this child mm. in this moment? So there's, there's a piece where we have to grow in yeah. trusting him as well. That's really helpful. I think yeah. I, I'm just reminded of uh, one of our, one of the, the girls in our community group, she's five uh-huh. and you know, they're trying to teach her to stop and listen to God's voice yeah. and everything like that. And, um, she was like, I just can't decide which book to read tonight, you know, which book to have. And, and they were like, well, why don't you ask God? You yeah. know? And so she did. And she just like closed her eyes and she's like, okay, God told me this book. Oh, and you know, and they weren't like, they, they weren't like, well, God doesn't really care about books. Uh-huh. And, like, and it's like, oh, of course God met you here. Yes. Oh, that's so great that God told you about that. That's so Absolutely. amazing. You know, anyway, I just thought that was such a little like mundane uh-huh. little thing to invite. Yeah that practice into into every single yeah, part of your life cool. every single part of your day right because for them that's it's not really a mundane good. choice yeah no that's important <laughs> it's a big choice which bi- which, which book, book to are read? we going to read tonight yeah. yeah that's great absolutely absolutely um so at the three to five age and even going into like we could even up to you know the 10 year old providing space for them to pray for each other in um and asking for healing um mm-hmm. because of course, that's also a work of the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. a, a gift of the Holy Spirit that he gives us. Um, and so providing that space as well. Let's be praying for each other all the time mm-hmm. is really good too. Yeah. Um, when we get into the elementary ages, um, this is where we do begin begin seeing like salvations become yeah. You know, frequent kids are are becoming believers. They they are going to start experiencing an outpouring of the gifts of the Spirit. And so here, without making things too technical, here's where we just talk about and provide spots and spaces for um, kids to begin sharing what they hear from the Lord mm-hmm. um, when they know that it's for another person. Um, and so there's definitely some some shepherding that has to happen in that because there's things that um, the receiver of a word needs to be testing the word yeah. according to the to scripture. Right. Um, but then we also just provide plumb lines and we talked a little bit about that with mm-hmm. our with our littlest ones. Does this really communicate the character of God? Um, but we should be directing them back to um, does this encourage somebody? Mm. Does this does this really line up with scripture? Um, how is this something that a person can use and and grow? Yeah. With, um, so having having um, questions, having plumb lines to bring kids back to when they receive words, and instructing them before they give a word to somebody else that they need to be sure that it it lines up. Yeah. With what with what the Lord would have them share. That's great. And so is that kind of the the two little the two main camps that you you kind of work through as you you talk about introducing your kids to the Holy Spirit this this three, four, five area, uh-huh. you know, where it's very experimental and it's mm-hmm. a lot of encouragement and celebration, uh-huh. uh, you know, but we want to make, we, we also want to teach and, and have opportunities right. to teach. And then, you know, the more like five to 10 age range here, we're, we're, we're saying, all right, let's practice these things. Let's kind of give you some space yes. to like go out and try it. And go like, and let's, we, let's actually like, let's spend some time talking about like, is that from the Lord? How did you right. test that? Like, what are you thinking? Right. Okay, I think that's great. Go share that and like, giving them freedom. Yes. Um, is that is that kind of how you tend to look at them? Like yeah, that? yeah. That's really Those helpful. are kind of the two. Yeah, exactly. Those are the two areas. Um, and then even teaching um, how to receive a word. And mm. so um, certainly we don't take every word that someone gives us and and run with it without taking it to the Lord and also testing it for ourselves. And so I think there's, there's places to teach um, 
on both sides yeah. for our kids. Well, we I, I, I just cannot believe how quickly this time has gone already. It's amazing to me. I'm like so interested in this, probably because my son's going to be born any day now. Yeah. So I'm just like... Congratulations. Uh, yes, thank so you. Exciting. And so I'm just like, I want to know all the <laughs> answers to these questions. So I'm just very invested in this conversation. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm sure to close on, I'm sure what a lot of people are going to want to know, and we've talked about a little bit, but I'd like to just know if you have anything else is... What are some activities that we can engage in with our kids to help introduce them to the Holy Spirit? We've talked about praying with them, mm-hmm. being still and listening. We've talked about, um, you know, providing blessings for them, mm-hmm. everything like that. Is there anything else mm-hmm. you, in your experience that um, you found really helpful in like, especially in your family environment yeah. that you found helpful? Yeah. Um, I think that um, one of the great things that I've enjoyed doing with my kids is, um, Whenever we are outside, whether we're in the car or whether we're, my kids are teenagers now, so they're not outside with me very often, <laughs> um, but at, whether we're in the car or whether we're out at the park or, or whatever, um, we look around at nature and mm. we might we might choose one object that kind of comes to mind. So whether it's a flower or a rock or a leaf, um, and we'll, we'll kind of take that image or focus on that image and then we'll ask the Holy Spirit. What is this? What is this thing that you created? Tell me about God. Mm. And um, it's again, it puts you in a place of listening. It draws you to His creation, um, and and it's exciting to hear what God will bring to mind um, when you're holding a dandelion mm. in your hand, um, and He begins to speak to you about the beauty of God and the beauty of creation. And then we'll say is this word meant for me or is this word meant for somebody else? And will you tell me who that person is? Mm. And so it provides a space for him to reveal himself through his creation and then also provides a space for um, kids to walk in the prophetic gift by giving that word to somebody else. Um, and so that's really fun thing to, to that's do. That's cool. Um, and we do that often at camp as well. Yeah. And it's really sweet to see how the kids um, express what they feel like God is telling them. Wow. Anything yeah. else? Um, another really fun thing yeah. is um, to have um, maybe just a bowl, a fish bowl of scriptures already written out, okay. typed out. Yeah. Um, and this would be great to do at dinner time. Um, have have everyone choose a scripture, whether blindly, just like drawing out of a hat, or like looking at the scriptures and finding one that really mm. resonates or stands out to you. Um, and then asking the Lord, like, is this scripture meant for someone at the table, is this scripture meant for me to encourage me? What should I do with this for someone else? Um, and this one is, this activity is really safe because it's the word of God right? and it's meant for everyone yep. in the broad sense. Um, and so you really can't go wrong with the word of God, mm-hmm. but it's also really fun to see how a specific word might impact someone right where they're at in a moment, um, yeah. just divinely through through God's supernatural works. Oh, that's so much and fun. so, um, yeah, that's a really fun activity as well. That's amazing, man. Krista, this has been so helpful. Um, and you're teaching a class at Convergence Equip on some yes. of this stuff. Yes, that's I cool. Am. Well, that's our listeners exciting. are, have heard me harp about Convergence Equip now <laughs> over that's and over great. again as we're leading up to it. So, uh-huh. um, well, that, that's so exciting. I'm, I'm sure that class is going to go great. I, I hope that is just 
wonderful. You'll get to expound on even more (laughs) in that time. So they're going to be lucky to be in that class. But hopefully this little sneak preview that everybody kind of gets here on the podcast has been helpful to you. I know it's been helpful to me. So thank you so much for taking the time to kind of plow through some of this, uh, this, this stuff with us today. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Thank you for listening to the Bridgeway Podcast, where you will find a new conversation every Thursday. For more information about Bridgeway Church, we invite you to visit bridgewaychurch.com, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BridgewayOKC, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash bridgewaychurchOKC. If you have any questions that you would like us to address on the podcast, feel free to email us at podcast at bridgewaychurch.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us a review on the podcast app as it helps other people like you find our program. So on behalf of all the pastors and staff here at Bridgeway Church, I'm David Bowden saying thanks for listening and we will see you next week.